0: the net. Welcome to another episode of At The Net podcast brought to you by TexMex Productions. Twisting and tweaking the dials are our producers, D-Mag and Dave DeBrain. Join me in welcoming your hosts, Craig Bell and AJ Shabria, who are about to take us through five sets talking tennis, all that applies and maybe even life as it seems to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Bell and AJ
1: Thanks to our At The Net girl, Barbara, for that fabulous introduction. Welcome, fans of The Great Game. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 5 of At The Net Podcast with A.J. Chabria, a.k.a. A.J.C. and CB1, that's me, Craig Bell, who are talking the great game of tennis as it seems to us. Thanks also go out to our good amigos at Tex-Mex Productions, Darian D. Mac McBrayer and Dave the Brain, who are twisting and tweaking the dials from... Back of the house, making us sound like real people. I think we're real people again, aren't we? We're not, we're not Siri, are we?
2: That we are, buddy. <laughs> we are real, and we're here, and thanks for joining us, everybody.
1: We're live, not Memorex, right? Remember that back in the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> live or is a memrex. Well, we're not Memorex tonight, anyway. Also, be sure to check out our good work on SoundCloud, Fireside, Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all the important communication sites that you kids find popular. And if you are a female and have a unique voice and would like to read the opening intro for At the Net podcast and be an At the Net girl, let us know, as we're always looking for new female voices to do the intro, even in a foreign language. I might add, wah wah wah. We have a, we have a couple
2: Ooh. interesting ones uh, yes. in the queue right and now. That's
1: right. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna throw those out there here shortly. So AJ C. How you doing tonight? I'm nice CB1. Tell me about you. How you feeling today? Yeah, feeling good. Had a had a nice Monday. This is July 29th. Yep. Season uh, uh season 1 episode 5. Uh nice day in in the Dallas area. Had a nice little cool weather. So it's uh you know it's
2: been all good. It's great. It wasn't oppressively hot like sometimes it can be. It was, well, it was usually a good day. this time
1: of the year, it's usually it's 105 in the shade, and it, we haven't had any hundred degree days at this point. So we're we're very fortunate that uh, Dallas, Texas, is not uh, a fiery inferno.
2: It's been great. It's it's a great time to be a tennis coach. It's been a it's a great time to just be outdoors. Yeah, it is. Yep. So well.
1: Tonight, we're doing, we don't have a guest. It's just you and me.
2: You know? we, we've planned it. It's sort of like the story arc of a good movie or a, a, a good series. Uh, we decided first episode, S1E1, was character development and us. Just you, you and me. And then and we the went pretty close right into um, action with three guests in a row. Yeah, we went bang, bang, bang. It was awesome. And just like a good movie, it's time now for a little more character development. So our, our plan is to every now and then um, eschew the guest. And uh, God bless you. Thank yes. you. Eschew. Uh, eschew. <laughs> yeah.
1: eschew.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Gesundheit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so a little more character development of us, of... D-Mac and Dave Brain, producers, sound guys. They do such a fantastic job. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. to know
1: them here in a second. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, so we thought we'd just take a take a break from the, our great guests we've had. We've had uh, Craig Carden on uh, Episode 2. Great he guest. He was a
2: blast. He was a blast. And I'm, uh, I'm so proud that two days after he guested on our show... He flew up to Philly, and the Philadelphia Freedoms world team tennis franchise that he coaches, their record is what, 6-1? and one? No, they're 10-2 and
1: two right now. 10-2. As, as, as of t- today, I just times, printed this pal. off. They are in first place. They have clinched a playoff berth. Our okay. good friend Craig Cardin is leading them on to the playoffs right now.
2: I know only four teams make the playoffs. Uh, clearly, the Freedoms, number
1: one. Yes. Uh, Springfield lasers,
0: lasers.
1: <laughs> they're seven and four, and the San Diego Avatars, uh-huh, as we yeah. call them. I mean, they're, the called, they're called
2: the Aviators, but Craig and I are young and cool, and we're, we're into gaming. Hey, dude, yeah,
1: we're <laughs> that's dope, right? We're sick, dude. Yeah. So the San Diego Aviators, Avatars. Let's just say Avatars. And yep. Avatars. They're seven inside and five. joke for your at the net podcast people. That's right. And then maybe we can start a movement. You know, maybe we can say let's let's get them to be the San Diego Avatars because there is Comic Con in San Diego. I believe That's where it, it is. Right. They, have,
2: they, they probably have Sneaker Con there too. All the it, all the cons. All the young hip <laughs> kids. Well, are I think they yeah. should
1: be the Avatars. Actually, I think that'd be a really fun name. So I think we're going to start a movement here on at the net podcast yep. to get the rename of San Diego to be the Avatars instead of the aviators. It'd be just a drop of the eye, right? Basically. That's all it is. So Uh, almost I mean yeah. Close close enough. Close enough. Close Close enough. enough. And the New York Empire are six and five. So those are your uh, teams that have at uh, least above a 500 record. The the bottom four are the Orange County Breakers. Uh-huh. They're at four and six. The Orlando Storm, they're not storming much. And
2: let me guess, Vegas lo- Rollers didn't yes. make the cut.
1: Uh, not right now. That's an expansion team. Yes, they're four and seven. Yeah. And then them uh, Washington Castles, who are playing on top of the uh, roof. Uh, I guess the roof had not going Union very market. well. Union Market. And, you know, it's funny. Washington Castles,
2: it's, they're like the duke basketball or they're like the new oh, york yankees won every, yeah. they are constantly winning, winning yeah they're crazy they're so great
1: Yeah, but so, not this year yeah so it's uh, being dominated by them philadelphia freedoms yeah shine on me as elton john would say right <laughs> <I> love you <laughs> yeah craig Carden wouldn't sing with us craig come on <laughs> he you know? and you know the
2: the uh, he didn't go uh, along with us maybe we make this exclusive content at some point but to tease him and to get him in the mood, I texted both you, Craig's earlier that day. Hey, I was with my like from my mic at, at my little studio at home, uh, with me singing Elton John, and it was it was it was terrible.
1: He, he shut <laughs> us down pretty fast, <laughs> but on he that. was
2: like, "Oh, I'm I'm not doing that." But he, uh, no, he
1: any, he's like, hey, "Anything you guys want, but I'm not singing." Not right, <laughs> but anyway, shout out to our good buddy Craig Carden was what, on episode two. We what had a great guest, tons of
2: uh, insider, but also funny stuff from him.
1: Oh yeah, no, he he, yeah, he I mean... was only going to stay fifteen or twenty minutes. I think he stayed about fifty minutes. You know, maybe an yeah, hour.
2: It was about an hour, and he rolled with us, and he did the. Silly stories about Martina and... Uh, Billie Jean. Billie Jean King. Uh, Xavier Melisse. Yes. Uh, Vince Spadia. He, he ain't afraid of you. He ain't afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was
1: awesome. Bill Scanlon, the first 7-Eleven... Uh, yeah. Sponsored patch deal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the Southland Corporation. Southland. Uh, he was asking about... I couldn't think of it that night, but it's the yeah, Southland Corporation. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was 7-Eleven at the time. And yeah, they're
2: in that City Place building, kind of like yes. uh, Blackburn area. Yes. Kind of just... A couple blocks east of Uptown. Yes. Those of you who know the geography of Dallas here.
1: Yes. So, that very nice uh, company. They are uh, large employers here in the area. Yeah. They have a good Slurpee every now and then. I've been known to. You're hit the Slurpee man, for yeah. sure. Yeah. What, what, what Slurpee do you like? Are you. Uh, I haven't had one in a you've... long time. Oh, come yeah. on. I'm really? serious. Yeah. I, I try to.
2: You know, try to make my ersatz version of a Slurpee at home sometimes. Do you really?
1: Yeah. So what about the, the D- dmac Are you a Slurpee man?
2: Oh, that's far too sugary. Far
0: too sugary. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you don't want
1: to get syrup head? No. <laughs> oh. Body <laughs> can't take funny. that. Yeah, yeah, you can. you got to have a good Coke Slurpee. Brain, what about you? Are you a Slurpee man? Uh, every once in a while. You I have had... a body by Slurpee, don't you? What's that? Body by Slurpee. Body by Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just joking. I, I do remember
2: those ads in the '90s, uh, "Body by Budweiser" or something like that. Yes, it, it was a little bit of that. Yeah, that was
1: kind of, yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. There, there are some "Body by Slurpees," "Body by Whataburger." Whataburger uh-huh. is, is a, a very uh, favored establishment in the uh, Texas area. Hamburger owned, owned by suddenly now owned by a company. Out of Chicago, Illinois. First time ever.
2: Yeah, that's pretty. That's kind of good news over here, or not? Uh, it's big news. Yes, over in the Midwest. Yes, because
1: yeah. that's White Castle country. I mm. believe it. I've never had a, really a White Castle burger, but I think that's kind of the big burger place up in in the uh, Midwest certainly there. Northeast and St. Louis. Yeah, 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 yeah the, uh, Chicago. Yeah, so I mean, they're kind of like invading into, into Texas territory, which is kind of, they better not change anything. Really? I think they're going to have, they're going to get, they're going to have problems if they change the Whataburger. Have you, have you seen a White Castle over here? No. No? No, but I mean, I'm saying if the company, you know, the, from Chicago tries to change <clears throat> uh-huh. the Whataburger kind of image, <clears throat> brand, you know, the taste, because if you go to Whataburger, there's definitely a unique flavor.
2: Yes. And folks all over the country, you, you, you may not know Whataburger. Whataburger is where actual chefs who are really passionate about great ingredients and perfect food, when they eat fast food, they go to Whataburger. Everybody does. Like they, they won't go – a real chef may not go to McDonald's or whatever, but
3: he's going to Whataburger. That's their thing. That's if, their favorite thing. If, if you fly to Dallas or anywhere in Texas, it is mm. the first Texan thing <laughs> you have to do.
1: Let's go to Whataburger. Let's go to Whataburger. What, yeah, they that, steal a number too. And, oh, yeah, still one of their numbers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, still a number as well. Those little table <laughs> plastic Table, table tents? Yeah. yeah. I think a I table have a, tent,
3: yeah. I think helpful. I have a number uh, 12 and 13. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my best friends
0: once, he stole the stack of numbers that they oh. keep behind the counter. Oh, he stole the whole stack? <laughs> the Not just stack. one? Wow. He waited until they're all turned around. They're about to leave. And, and, and just, just grabbed a handful? handful? Just ran behind the canter, counter right there, took the entire stack, Wow, and ran out. 10 or 20 of them, maybe? Oh, that was a big old stack. I was
1: oh, yeah, 20 boy. 25 30 somewhere around there. Wow. Oh. Boy sad. We won't mention sad. his name to protect the guilty. No, yeah. <laughs> Cuz yeah. the Waterburger police will come get him. Not an action officially endorsed by us. <laughs> Good. And, and the camera did he did he did he black out the camera so he wouldn't get seen? I think or? they never got him. Oh, okay. So he he, he uh, with the uh with the booty, right? There's a pixelated <laughs> cam- picture of him somewhere in the Whataburger. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere. But uh, Good stuff right there from uh, Whataburger. We love Whataburger. So uh, we, I know we would ventured off the uh, the topic there for a second. It's all right. Especially with our third guest was nutritionist, well known fitness expert, guru, whatever you want to call him, the Tater from Decatur, Cliff, Doctor Cliff Sheets. Doctor Cliff's
2: a Dr. big C. deal. Uh, Best selling author on the New York Times list. He's appeared on NBC and CBS national level morning shows, and uh, it was a pleasure to learn from him. And oh my he, gosh, yes. he. he He went uh, with a lot of his knowledge that we all sort of have read, but he went into some really current stuff. He talked about uh, keto and uh, fasting, and he he went to some trendy topics that was neat. It was interesting, and he related it to inflammation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some things in combinations are pro-inflammatory and some are anti, so I urge you to... uh, to dip back and click on one of those older episodes. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was
1: episode three. Yeah, Dr. I mean, Cliff is is very interesting guy. I mean, yeah. he, Lean Bodies is, is a really good book, still a national bestseller. Yep. Uh, he's had, uh, uh, what is it, Oh, uh, well, what's uh, his summer book about, uh, be, you know, beach bodies or something, like, mm. I, I believe. Uh, he's, he's had several really uh, excellent books, uh, a good fitness trainer, also a tennis pro like mm-hmm. Adrian and myself yeah. has uh, – uh, done a lot of different things. Renaissance man, mu- musician, very good on the guitar, singer. You know, he was uh, in a couple of bands around here. I've heard him sing, and yeah. uh, he didn't ever invite me. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel bad. Cliff, if you, you listen, I'm getting mad at you because you didn't invite me to play.
2: He invites us to gigs, but not on stage.
1: He, he didn't, and yeah. I played the glockenspiel, you yeah, know, that's you know? Right. and he didn't invite me to play the glockenspiel. I mean, <laughs> I really feel bad, you know. I, I feel hurt, you know. He's one of my really good friends, and, and you know, he, he's never said, Hey, Craig, bring your glockenspiel, and we'll, we'll uh, have you play a number. But um, you know, I'm still waiting, Cliff. If you're listening, <laughs> okay. Because of that comment,
2: maybe I'll Instagram. I'll post the, the picture of me. Picture of me DJing. Yes, uh, with a with a vinyl uh, album of Tito Puente. Right. Yes. Yeah. The great. So we can mambo with a little bit of glockenspiel, and,
1: and we can get the maybe the floss in there. You know, the guy doing the floss at the same time as he's playing the glockenspiel. Excellent. <laughs> that, that is such a hilarious dance. The uh, floss. It's beautiful. I, I love. I have a couple of gifs, and I've, I send them out. A I'm a big jiffer. If you if you all haven't been noticed that uh, I like to gif funny things. These guys pronounce it gif. Gif is it? GIF? Uh, I, I want like gif.
2: I want our followers to is figure out. Is it gif out, or gif? You know, I want them to chime in because I usually say gif too you, you say gif? You know why? Because it's the gif that keeps on giving, giving is ah, how I try yeah. there you go, yeah. there you go it's sort of like the other one is homie like in the 70s, 80s and 90s when we, people our age who were born in the 60s or, or so when we read the word homie it, it used to be H-O-M-E-Y that's correct and f- if you're under 30 it's H-O-M-I-E am I
3: right fellas? I spell it that way Whenever I'm talking to all of my my homies, H O M I, yeah. Yeah, it's H O M I E. Well, what about
1: Homie the Clown from In Living Color? That was E Y. E Y. Homie Don't Go There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homie don't play that. Homie don't play that. that Homie great... don't roll that way. <laughs> that was such a funny yeah. skit. That was good stuff. He t- took that sock and banged people on the <laughs> That's funny. That was uh oh, one of the Wayne brothers that played that, wasn't it? Damon the tallest. Was that Damon? the tallest, oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah. I, I just always yeah, remember that. Greatest. Homie don't play that. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting off topic anyway. Yeah, yeah, but we've sorry. had a, We've sorry. had then we also had on on episode four, the great Jason Marshall with DFW Feats had him on for you know a long time. He stayed. That, that one stayed was for the over three hours. The episode yeah. itself, was two that. something. But right.
2: yeah, so I, I know some of you um, listen to this at the gym or on your commute, and that may be two or three workouts depending on who you are.
1: That, that's yeah. it's yeah. It, it was it was fun. All of them have been great guests. I think you're going to enjoy some of our other guests that we've mm-hmm. got coming up. We've got more that are lined up in the queue that yeah. are going to be uh, be a lot of fun. So we've got people from entertainment, from the entertainment side who have a tennis slant all yep. the way to different people who are on the technical side, the tactical side. Yeah. You know, uh, as far as uh, manufacturers, uh, you know, just a lot of different people that yep. we're going to have. Coming in on on future shows, and oh, we also we've
2: got, we've got musicians too. You mentioned entertainment, yeah, entertainment and under that umbrella. Yes. Yeah, we've got musicians. We've got a Hollywood agent, a com- comedy That's writer. That's coming up next uh, do... episode. That's on, right. On
1: episode six, you, one of your wait. buddies. Yeah. Would you uh, tell the the fans about? Uh, wh- wh- who yeah. we got? Just we'll just a little let, bit.
2: Let it out of the bag now. His name is Mark Provisero. He's a tremendous tennis player. He played college tennis at Oglethorpe University and the University of Richmond. He was a stormy petrel. Yeah, for for just petrel a petrel. year. Petrel. Is it petrel a or petrel? You know, it's probably petrol, and I know in Britain it's petrol. And well, that's oil. That's general, like petrol, petrol is, is like gas. petrol, yeah, yeah petrol. Right. <laughs> but uh, for it's some reason, petrol? in in the state of Georgia, they say petrol. Petrol, okay. They make the long e rather than the. Well, short. we didn't e. want to be like the British. You know, we no. we, we tried to we always got to do something opposite. Got to, get, yeah. got to do just the but it's spelled yeah, the I mean, same if,
1: way. Isn't it didn't spelled P E T R O L, right? It's actually E L, ah. unlike because
2: uh, okay. petrol is of course gasoline. That's yeah. correct.
1: So he had to distinguish just a little bit between the bird and the gas, right? Just a little. That's it, yeah. But but that bird has plenty of gas in the tank. Tons. It can go. So
2: Mark is is a a literary agent and an executive producer, and his clients include names you've heard of who write and produce and act um, on SNL, The Office, uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, that kind of production level. And he's been the executive producer of a f- couple of films, too. And we'll get to talk about tennis and
1: all kinds of stuff, really. Yeah. Have a good time with him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it because I've, I've not met your friend Mark. Yeah. So yeah. I'm interested
2: in meeting him. And, oh, and, he's a uh, tricky lefty. He's a good player, too. Yeah. A really was he neat number guy. one on the team? He was, I think, maybe maybe one or two or three the year before I got there. And then we didn't overlap. And he went to Richmond when I was a freshman at Oglethorpe.
1: Ah, University of yeah. Richmond?
2: That's it, the Spiders. The Spiders, the yeah. Richmond Spiders. <laughs> that's right,
1: I was about to say. Yeah,
2: Craig knows all the nicknames. I'm just lucky I got, got it in there about a half a second before he did.
1: I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> okay, Richmond, Richmond. Yeah, I had to sit there and think for a second. That, that's a nice yeah. school. It's
2: they're, a gorgeous school. They're in Virginia, it's right? In something Richmond, like a hundred and almost 200
1: acre campus. And it's a, just a beautiful campus in the in the city, yeah. Yeah, very very nice. So we're looking forward to Mark, and that'll be yeah. next episode, probably next week sometime, that's probably right. first of August, somewhere right. in that time frame when we we drop that into camp. Yeah, I believe that's Sunday, August fourth, right in there. Yeah. So we'll look forward to that. Then also, we, we also want to know what you all want to hear from us. You know, I think that's important also too. That our listeners, our people who are listening to the podcast, send us something. You know, where where would they find us, Adrian? Where, oh where do you want God. us to? You know, I I, I
2: like the uh, I like a little feedback on. We've got a Facebook page called At the Net Podcast. Craig, um, uh, Instagram is another one. Yes. At the Net Podcast. And where else? We're probably going to start at Twitter, but right now, it's mainly those two. Yes. And the other one is uh, Dave Brain. Tell, tell, tell them about our website and the, and the email address.
3: Yeah. So uh, if you want to participate and be a guest on the uh, show, um, you can email us at info at, at netpodcast.com. And, and that's not just for
2: uh, potential submissions to be guests. We, we've got to carefully curated list so far so it'll be a a ways but Mm -hmm. even just just topics or questions or answering some of our questions Mm -hmm. right yeah answering like preferences questions things like that things that we have fun some fun with and also we'll have swag too like i'll give you an example sometimes we've we've had andy murray on the show uh, in a in a strange way, and You've had if Andy somebody, Murray, had, we have <laughs> wow, if, <laughs> and if somebody All the way has from Scotland,
1: uh, <laughs> from Scotland,
2: <laughs> right? I right. so if somebody has a
1: really good Andy Murray impression or a really good you know, whoever Rafa, so somebody we
2: love, yeah, Djokovic um,
1: is there? Is there a Djokovic out there? I don't know if there's a Djokovic out there or Federer. I mean, gosh, you know those guys, they're pretty. I don't know. Are they you don't see many people doing those guys, those impressions. I enjoy a Novak impression because really you just have to
2: kind of talk in here and you know, it's a pleasure to be on the court and it's just um it's a it's a huge honor to be here. I enjoy the taste of the grass. And uh, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. kind of that. that uh... were, were you, were you,
1: were, so, were you disappointed that the crowd wasn't in your favor at Wimbledon? No, back. You know, I I understand they were
2: probably saying, you know, they were screaming for Roger, but all I could hear is, you know, go away. way.
1: Well, they, they were they were sharing the love for you via Roger, <laughs> right? Is that it? They were... I, I tried to be as positive as possible, Craig. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, we know that, that it was very uncomfortable there for a little bit. There was a little testy. Even your dad said something on social media about the the uh, the crowd not uh, being in his son's favor.
2: My dad needs to uh, to uh, go home sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and shut up, maybe. Okay, a little less sports opinions. All right. But but uh, well, speaking of questions, we yeah. wa- we want to know a little bit more about the back of the house, guys. We want to know about. Dave, the brain, and and Darian D Mac yeah, Let's ask a few is, questions of these guys. This is a little character character development moment right here. Yeah, right. We've gone all the way to, to episode five, and we haven't really people know about us through the first episode, yep. and and also our guests. So we we wanted to take you know a couple of seconds and kind of get off the path here. We're going to go instead of on the the concrete uh, drive, we're going to go off the dirt onto the dirt road, do a little four wheeling here. Love it. We're at the back of the house, guys, right here. So, you know, we want want to see what. Uh, Darian D. Mac McBray McBrayer. Darian, tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself. Just, uh, you know, like, you know, five seconds. You know, yeah. That's about all we're going to give you. Five to seconds. Five seconds. That's enough. To, okay, now, Dave, wait, 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 <laughs> tell us about yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, Darian, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough, too, Dave.
3: All right. So uh, my full name is Hector David DeLeo-Marias. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Got the two last names. Uh, But I usually go by Dave, and uh, as you guys call me, Dave the Brain. Yep. Uh, once you... A community college to seek after a music business and got certified in audio engineering. So, I uh, started working in studios, started working the music business here in Dallas, uh, started working as an artist manager with a couple of the bands here, and uh, started booking and promoting punk and
1: metal shows over in d Bellum. Did you have anybody ever play the Glockenspiel? Not no. Well, I I think wish. You need to book me because I'm going to be huge in Dallas yeah. with that Glock I wish I would have it's, known to
3: you like five it,
1: years ago. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it wasn't considered this uh, when we were young, Craig, but it is super punk rock now to play the Glock. Glock Spiel. Yeah. I know, the Glock,
1: yes. yeah. Or, or the electric or, triangle. Or, or, yeah. shoot, or, shoot, or shoot the
3: Glock.
2: You know? or or shoot, shoot the Glock. The Glock.
3: <laughs> hey, Dave Brain, yeah. how'd you get the nickname Dave, The Brain? I don't know, Craig just started calling me Dave the Brain, so, <laughs> and now I, we, send, I, we just send a brain out, you know. Th- yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I would have to say that it's just probably how quick I respond to. Uh, Conclusions and, and yeah. figuring things out and just, yeah, just right on the spot. Yeah, such a large like that. cranium. The large mean, there, cranium. It,
1: it's, there's a massive More cranium uh, for the brainium. And yeah. and I'm
2: I'm happy always that we have a producer who's who's quite quite intelligent. I love that. Out So all right, let's let's head back to Dmac because yes. uh, Dmac one handed backhand or two. He's, he's you, a tennis player. You know yeah. you know the answer to this one.
0: Do I do. I. uh very strongly for the two-handed backhand.
1: He rocks it. Yes. He is. So, do you change your grip? A, same, same, same grip, or do you turn your right hand over and, and fit like a piece of a puzzle? Or do you leave your right hand as your forehand and then your left hand kind of more dominant? I'm gonna get more technical. He yeah. yeah. Switch, hand, change hands, or do you? I think I keep the same grip. I, okay. I, keep, I keep it. I keep the racket very
0: close
2: to me for. A person of slightly above average height oh slightly. my goodness and, and th- that's one of the points i wanted to make is uh you'll see the photos on instagram and yes. on facebook too he's considerably darian taller. is is the, like dave is tall he's 6 3 but darian <laughs> is quite a bit taller than dave even mm-hmm. T-
0: tex-mex is we're some big boys yes right? <laughs> yeah, right?
2: you, can, you, boys. Could, you could
0: sick
1: us on photos. it's
2: so funny because craig and i are five eleven and six feet and we are the short guys in this uh very short
0: yes. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> we're the little ones so did you grow up around here d-mac what, what
0: going back to <laughs> yeah. the two-handed backhand 02 handed oh oh, oh, two, oh two-handed backhand.
1: oh let's get, get to the two-handed before that <laughs> for, for
0: a tall guy i yes. like i like the ball close to me on the okay. backhand side and sure I absolutely pull
1: the racket in and turn he's loose he ah. rotates his hips and he crushes that so, thing pretty flat and, and adrian chabria ajc <laughs> taught you some lessons at lakewood country club is that correct yeah back in the yeah, day um so I, he a good I remember One of my earliest tennis
2: memories. I remember when you were four years old, you had kind of longish blonde four five, hair. Four or five on, <laughs> on the
0: tennis courts, hanging out. like can K- be
1: bopping into Lakewood. Excellent. And I, uh, was st- he 6'3"? Six, a, six s- a strange three fellow.
0: <laughs> a stranger walks onto the court. I don't know who he is. And and then he starts starts teaching us tennis. Uh, that was great. <laughs> well, about 23, sounds right. 22 years later... We're
1: sitting down right we're here, sitting down right here, on
2: the next podcast. to each other. He's he's producing this really. Did, did, did he do wild. the
1: funny voices, you know, with you guys out there on when you were like four or five no, years no, no old? No was doubt. Was Andy Murray, you know, did he even uh, talk to you with Andy Murray voice or you know Novak Djokovic voice? <laughs> Boy, how old was Andy Murray back then? Uh, he was. He's your age, so he probably would have been. <laughs> Is right. he my age? He's probably thirty. He's probably
2: thirty by okay, now. Okay. Well, thirty-two. So yeah. Oh.
1: But he didn't do the funny yeah. voices. Did he wear like <laughs> funny hats or anything like that? I,
2: I actually remember doing some voices, like uh, with the kids. Like I would want to count. Um, it's it's good focus to get a yes. little kid to count. Sometimes, like bounce, hit. You know, a lot of us sure. tennis coaches like that. So sometimes I would do the voice of the Count from Sesame Street to oh, <laughs> be like one second serve in the box, uh, uh, uh. two second serve in the box, like that. So I would do the.
1: Do you remember that, D Mac? <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm sure Adrian had had his. He was only four, so, so it's tough to. There. Yeah, but I did my best Transylvanian uh, Count accent. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
1: And then, so and you're from around this, this, these parts, aren't you? As well. Are you a native Texan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dallas, DFW area. Not too Third, fourth
2: generation him. Texan, aren't
0: you? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Dad's a teaching pro. Teaches a little bit. Did he? Yeah, my, my dad's involved in tennis somewhat. Fitness and tennis. Y'all. y'all yeah. You're familiar with him. Oh,
2: he's, he's a potential <laughs> guest one day. He's got similar chops as maybe even dr cliff sheets oh really yeah oh
1: yeah, he's bring, a big bring deal. him on get, get him yes. on, get on his he's calendar a big deal. yeah <laughs> okay we'll, we'll, we will uh schedule him as a guest that'd be yeah. that'd be great have the insight so you went to one of the local schools around here and then went on to uh t- tell tell the folks where you you know went to high school college all that kind of stuff what 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 have you been up to? Oh, well, high school is at Townview, which doesn't have sports. I did but, play, but I did play tennis
2: for Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. He, uh, Townview, your high school is rated as the number one public high school in the country, right? Wow.
0: Certain certain uh, certain sections of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Were, were you in the not, section that was? Not the ones I was. <laughs> 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 it's number number I, two. I hung out yeah. with with them because they're nerds like me.
2: There was this what was it? Uh, Engineering, science, engineering yeah. magnet. Yeah. yeah. So the, Town
1: Townview Town Magnet here in Dallas is yeah. the
2: the numero uno it's, school. It's in there with like Bronx School of Science and some of those uh, elite heady, elite heady. Uh, charter or uh, you know public, but you have to
1: apply to get in. It's it's really how'd you get of, down to Townview? They're, then? they're serious. How'd you get yeah. down they're to serious. Townview? What, what was the attraction to Townview? Mm-hmm. Were you seeking uh, higher knowledge? Obviously in, in you know, what? What was the uh, attraction to Townview? I knew a couple of friends
0: who were going there, and one thing led to another. And I then... wasn't really thinking academically. I don't think in middle school. Mm. I think I was more concerned with uh, who, who are my friends. Where, where are they kind of going for yeah. high school? I want to go. I want to go to high school with my friends. That's great.
1: And in, in Townview, no sports program or anything.
0: But zero, but you, zero. On purpose. Ah, oh, okay.
1: it's
2: it's urban. It's in there, right there. There's like not even room for a soccer field or a. No, no. It's
0: it's
1: next to the Trinity River. It, it smells no. awful. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good at lunchtime. All bad, isn't it? Yeah, sit, sit outside and kind of like, Whoa. oh yeah, <laughs> uh, on the southerly wind. Yes, you'll smell oh. like the Trinity River all day long. So, so then you were able to play sports though at Woodrow. Then they they mm-hmm. allowed you to. That was that the closest school by, or could you pick? A school that you wanted to in the Dallas Public Schools, or they just Had to say, be your geographical okay home at that time? Okay, so you were around bus, the
0: Woodrow area. Bus mm-hmm. back there with a friend of mine, we'd hit yep. tennis um, just about every single weekday. So,
1: didn't did, get too far competitive wise. Mm. That's a pretty tough district, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, they have Hillcrest, they have a couple of tough schools in there. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's. Uh, did you all practice down at Samuel Grant, or did you have courts at Woodrow? Or? Oh, there are courts there. You know, are there cha- chain link fence
0: nets? Oh boy, the good yeah. stuff. See concrete I, courts.
2: I, I actually always love those because when you hit the net, you get that feedback, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, "Yep, instant I, feedback." I, yeah, I want. <laughs> <lift>. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn you. I'll learn yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta lift. It's
1: very disappointing when it yeah. just. But you don't want to be at the net, dead. and all of a sudden you, you hit the ball into the chain link, and it comes back and hits you in the chops or yeah. something. Yeah,
2: that's. a clangy clangy sound too it's the ultimate biofeedback for tennis players
0: and
1: you went to ut dallas and and got a degree there and and
0: uh Uh, uh, yeah i'm I'm caught in the uh in the office job right now but i'm I'm thinking of new new ideas and writing new things i'll one day take me out of the slums (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, we're happy writes. you're producing this because this is a yes, this is a blast, and uh, I think it's going pretty well too. Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm proud. So I think w- that was my five seconds. we gave you, ten. So that's uh, <laughs> that, that's uh, the back of the house, guys. Uh, Darian D Mac McBrayer. A little bit about him and and uh, Dave the Brain. From around the area, both of them local Texans. There aren't mm-hmm. too many of us that are local Texans. AJC and I are not from Texas. We got here as fast as we, we could. got here
2: pretty quick though. Yeah, right. I'm glad yeah. we did. Yeah. But we've
1: been here a long time. Have you? Is you know, I, I think two years. Is that the longest yeah. you've ever lived in one place? Just like you, the longest I've been. So in, in a way, um, you I'm are a Texan, Texan for right. sure. Yeah. So do you associate yeah. yourself as a Texan? I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I kind of both. You know, because people think of me from being from Oklahoma. Yeah. But also, I've lived in Texas longer than I lived in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I think a lot, a lot
2: of folks think of me as a New Yorker because I still have a little accent maybe. A lot of folks think of me as a Californian because when I moved here, I came from Northern Cal. And I, I certainly feel a little bit Californian and New York. But um, uh, how Texan am I? When Paul McCartney was at the Austin city limits, <laughs> uh, Darian reminded me of this nicely earlier. And he uh, he put up a flag or flew a, a small flag that looked just like a Texan flag. When you know that it's a Chilean flag and he made a mistake, I, I feel like that's a, that's a like I walk through the door, and yep, I'm, I'm Texan, I know. Right, it's like, yeah.
1: Sir Paul, you missed, like, buddy. Sir, yeah, I pull. I you know? yeah. pull, no, no, there's no bueno. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but, all right, well, let's go to our second set. So that was that was yeah. our first set, second set. Uh, let's talk about the state of the great game. There was yeah. a, an article in, in uh, tennis industry magazine just recently and uh, kind of talking about all the great things of uh tennis is it uh do you feel like tennis is on an upswing uptick uh flat are we down what do you what do you think before we start really diving into some of the numbers here
2: you know um it's
1: controversial
2: and there is more data and more data points than ever before in the history of uh data, you know, it's remarkable. So there shouldn't be a reason for us to debate this. Like we should have all the facts in front of us. But what happens is sometimes when there's more data, in a way there's less because, you know, maybe they move the goalposts a little bit. And in in a certain era, let's call it the tennis boom of the 70s and early 80s, there were a ton of people buying stuff and people who don't even play that much. There was buying a eighty dollar Bjorn Borg fila shirts oh. and shorts that were one or two sizes too tight. Yes. and a ton of people were lining up their rackets at public courts. And I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. And you know, our,
1: our research I heard about twenty eight, twenty nine million, million million in in the in the heyday. Yeah, in, in the, the heyday. heyday.
2: And, and these are people. As far as I recall, these are people who played regularly, and regularly back then meant weekly. And yes. now. Our numbers Boy, are different. They skewed. It gets skewed sometimes. And sometimes when, when you move the goalposts, you get bigger and better numbers to show how many people play. But are they playing
1: once a week? No. I don't know. Now, according to the Tennis Industry Association, the, the be-all, know-all, end-all of uh, research and statistics, mm-hmm. uh, in 2018, total tennis participation grew 0.9%. So almost a percent, almost one percent, from a total of 17.68 million players to 17.84 million players. So it was on an uptick, basically. I, I don't know. You know how I would gauge tennis? How how well we're doing? Obviously, if we're at clubs, tennis, we're paid to to make sure tennis is is, is going. For me, if I go by a, a public park mm-hmm. or Woodrow Wilson, if I'm driving by and see the chain link fence and and uh, people are are out there playing like Darian and, and his buddies, you know, without having somebody around necessarily, then that's where I kind of see the state of tennis. If yep. I if I yep. or and I'm just joking, but if I if I drive <laughs> I, I by, know what you mean though? I, yeah, I I, I really do. If, if I'm driving by a high school because we have a lot of courts in the in the in the in the North Texas area that don't have pros like ourselves. It's true. they are copious public courts
2: that are open and there and available.
1: Yeah. And so that's that's where if I see people that are not being, I wouldn't say cajoled, but just reminded to be... I, f- I felt you were going to use that word. I Cajoled? Agree. I agree. I felt it. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a good Oklahoma word. It,
2: cajoled. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some cajoling here. In Texas, I want to pronounce it cajole. Cajole. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
1: Oklahoma, north of the border, we go cajoled. We get cajoled right there. We want to jole them, you know. So uh, I just don't see that many people playing on the on the park courts anymore now there are factions and and you go at certain times but just the the average morning if i'm driving by just to see if if you know and i just look and just uh, i I don't i just wonder where where everybody is i don't know about 17 point Eight, four million players I, I certainly don't know now out here at the club i'm I'm paid to keep the thing going and, and you we do. do and yeah. this
2: place is busy and there are wait lists for a lot of things it's it's active yeah I mean so, so a- and I do see that at, at a lot of clubs
1: so so uh, that's so I think we're skewed somewhat when we're kind of in the forest and sometimes it's hard to see outside the forest yeah. and that's why I was kind of looking at this stuff and I, I thought it'd be a good topic to uh you know talk about also too because from the standpoint that uh, I picked up on uh, facility management endangered species. Clubs are closing down at the same time. We have a local facility here in our, in our uh, neighborhood, uh, the Village Tennis Center. One of our buddies, Rex Quahunco, had 12 courts. And they decided to bulldoze those down. About uh, was it two years ago, nearly something like that. Tremendous proactive program, yes, very active. good staff, and it wasn't because of lack the, of enthusiasm or no. lack of participation, because no. the village was a very active place. No. But they they decided to that the almighty use of space was uh, you could get. You know, 50,000 people maybe on uh, 12 outdoor courts, you know, put them up 10, 10 stories, you know, yeah. you could get you a, a better ROI, return on investment, yeah. than 12 tennis courts. So that, and I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I saw also, too, in this the same study, uh, the number of courts in the United States, they estimate tennis courts about 270,000 courts in in the U.S., just the U.S. alone. Uh Courts by facility type, private facilities like this one that we're at, 4,307. Total public facilities, 4,727. Commercial facilities, 257. Mm -hmm. And other facility types, 6,745. Right there. So uh, it's an interesting, um, you know, with all the courts, they said 14,000 facilities, they're offering programming and tennis instruction on nearly 92,000. Courts. We estimate that there are additional twenty-five thousand courts at facilities that offer programming, and other one hundred and fifty thousand tennis courts at residential apartment complexes, condos, hotels, and community areas. Because we all know that uh, you know the homeowners associations around. There's a couple of courts here. There's a couple of courts there. Right. Um, and those are big. You know, I see. I do see people out there. You know, working on those courts and, and uh, you know do, doing a good job. Uh, interesting, also, too, that uh, where people live. All right. And, and play. The Pacific has uh, leads the leads the uh, geographic boundaries. Twenty two point nine percent of the players of the seventeen point eight four million, let's say 18 million. I'm just going to say that, yeah, uh, 18 million players, 22 percent of them play nearly a fourth of them play in the pacific area pacific area meaning alaska hawaii washington oregon and probably california. up and down the coast yeah I, I would say yeah. and i'd say mostly california too yeah. on that right there uh the south atlantic The south atlantic there's 20 percent. that's got to be florida uh georgia, georgia the Carolinas, north kagalaki yeah. N- there you go right there mid-atlantic 11.7 west south central that's always kind of disconcerting west south central where's the heck's the west south central that's that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? I mean, where the heck is that? Now, no, Mountain. Mountain, I got that. That's the yeah. Colorado, Utah. Yeah. Up there, that's 6.4. Uh, New England leads the leads the uh, seller at 4.1% of people so up there. So West,
2: South Central has got to
1: be Texas. It's got to be us. Yeah, yeah it's got to be yeah, us around I mean, here. Possibly Arizona, New Mexico. I wish they'd do it by, by sections. That'd be a lot easier. They, they would have just hit because no. there's 17 sections. Uh, but uh, uh, it says over... Sixteen million consumers are interested in playing tennis. Well, I thought there were seventeen point eight four million and they 're only saying over sixteen it 's like, okay, we lost two million people there What happened to them where'd they go uh, now the, here's an interesting stat income of uh, uh, these players forty one point seven uh percent forty percent let's said a little over forty earn a hundred thousand plus so that's it 's a good uh, yeah. good income all the way down to under twenty five thousand eight percent uh, and so there's some various uh, numbers that uh, associated, you know, 17.4% at seven seventy five to 100,000. So it's a fairly affluent sport still at this point. Uh, education, interesting also too. postgraduate studies, 17.7% of these people have gone on to postgraduate studies. Like you're, you're That's postgraduate right. right now.
2: I'm doing it. I love it. I'm back in grad school and I'm enjoying
1: it. Yeah. You never knew you were going to go back to school like no Rodney idea. Dangerfield, right? <laughs> you're going back to school. I'm going to college. <laughs> <laughs> can you do the triple Lindy? I haven't tried one of those. No, you've never tried that? Uh, could you do a flip? I, I, I bet I could
2: still do a flip or two. Yeah. Yeah? yeah.
1: Could you do a double ever off the low? No, I don't think I've ever even tried it. No, I used to try that. No, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I've done it, yeah. You know, I did a bunch of stupid stuff when I was younger. I did, too, and diving boards don't really exist anymore except no. in somebody's house. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we have college grads 31%, so 31% of people who play tennis are, are college graduates, so about a third of people who play. Or actually, so you look at this, so that would be 31, 48, about half the people that play tennis, almost 31 and 17.7, so that's 48. And my crackpot research, Oklahoma, Mass., says that's yep. about 50%. Is Basically half, yeah. Half to half the people that play have a college degree or better. So that's interesting.
2: It's an educated, affluent, uh, urbane crowd. I like it.
1: Yes. So uh, and then let's see, uh, last little here that we might throw out. It might be interesting that, uh, okay, demographics um, ages 6 to 12, 13%. Uh, And the highest percent is 25 to 34, 20.4 percent. Chime in, almost, uh, almost a quarter of the people uh, are 25 to 34 in our age demographic. Well, not, I'm I'm a little bit older, so I'm in the 55 plus. That's only 10.6. They're all playing pickleball now. (laughs) Everybody's playing pickleball. Ouch! Yeah. That's a, I know that's a nasty word in the tennis you world. You know, we've
2: played pickleball. I've played oh, yeah. pickleball at uh, a club nearby, at this club right here. I've played at another club nearby, and I like it, but I don't yeah. love it like I love tennis. Right? No, yeah, no, I, I yeah.
1: love the great game, and yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like playing it, but it's not—it's not, it's not going to be something that I do on a yeah. on a regular basis. But it, that is, we are the the fifty-five and plus crowd. Believe it or not, is the lowest. Percentage of people playing at ten point six. We got more um, six to twelve year olds playing than we do fifty five. I, I meant to mention that. I, I
2: realize that um, we rag um, high performance junior tennis. Uh, it seems like the serious kids are good, uh, but how many of them are are making it to slams and winning the U.S. Open? And there's a bit of a drought in in that respect, right? Uh, particularly in men's tennis. But there, it just—I just, just feel—and and I don't have a lot of data like uh, TIA does to back this up. But I feel there's some growth in that six to twelve, and there is not growth in the thirteen to eighteen demographic. Yes,
1: yes, isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah,
2: And I did read recently that it was either seventy-five or eighty percent of kids between thirteen and eighteen do stop tennis.
1: Yeah, usually they probably if they're if they're not playing by that point cars come in, you know, maybe a uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, they find other, you know, they realize that, that what's the end game, or they're not going to be professional, they're not going to go to college and mm-hmm. play tennis, so maybe they, they kind of see that the writing's on the wall uh, to some degree, I don't, yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, it is, seems like even out here at the club, we don't get too many older kids that want to participate, That it's it's the an undercrowd where we're starting to right. we, we make inroads but if if they're still playing by the age 14 or 15 we're pretty lucky to, to have them out especially at our at our club now there are, there's other places that are more competitive they still have, have those kids that are 17 18 but they're looking to more go on to you know uh, college tennis possibly even on the on the TV like what yeah. we're watching here right you know a few players so but, uh, well, very good. Let, let's uh, let's move on to the third set. That's going to be watch three. your game, Mr. Chambria. Oh, no, I'm ready watch for it. Watch your you. game. Yeah. So so we've uh, got uh, – we, we wanted to do a little TMZ-type stuff. Allie Risqué has gotten married. <laughs> Allie Risqué. Was that risky? Folks,
2: we know we – know, uh, her nickname is risk and reward or yes. risky business i believe is yes. her instagram or twitter yes. handle but uh cb1 is making fun of some broadcasters we may or may not know who mispronounced it risque, Watched it. over and over and over, over. Yes. and unlike like if we if we ever do that, Craig, yes. we've got DMac right there it, yes. and Dave the Brand right tell there. Yes. And they'll 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 subtly nicely tell us. Or
1: or they'll put the fart noise in, they'll, you know, and they'll t- go th- yeah. like yeah. that. You know, and then we we'll, we'll be kind of fart it farted out. You know? Yeah. So, but uh, yes and so she married one Stephen Armitrage.
2: Stephen is the son of Anand Amitraj, a world-class player, and his brother was Vijay Amitraj, who's one of the best ever. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Age. Yes,
1: as, as I married uh, Ali Riskay, yes, we had a very, very, very nice
2: wedding. You know, uh, she tweeted that she said something like, first of all, I don't know if you've seen photos or videos of the wedding, but she did a Bollywood number, and she said, where are my Indian peeps at? Like, she... she all of a sudden is about to get a, a billion followers because, you know, she, she made an effort and she's adorable and great. She did a good job. Did she? That, she was, did. that was impressive. Um, she, uh, it's, it's funny for me that, uh, a lot of people may not know this.
1: She not only married him, but she was coached by him. That's correct. Yes. And there was a, you know, a very funny moment that, uh, that we were talking about, uh, yeah. uh, when, uh, Stephen uh, was coaching her and uh, uh, tried to pull his microphone off when he was coaching her on court, and, and pretty much to, uh, they
2: kind of got into it, and yeah. she
1: was resistant, and it was a difficult coach-to-student conversation.
2: I don't even know if they were dating at the time, but uh, he had to rip his mic off, and he had to, he had to, or he felt. He had compelled. to say something. Yeah, he felt <laughs> compelled to. Uh, he, I guess he wanted to cajole her a little bit with yes, something. Yes, yes. And for him, his coaching method involved the F word. Yes, it was crazy. It was. Yeah,
1: they didn't bleep it either. They, that's right. They didn't put the fart noise they on did. it. Did they? They didn't. Yes. Andy, have you ever been to uh, to uh, <laughs> India? Have you ever been? Have you ever been to the the Indian uh, continent, uh, Andy Murray? Um. Yeah, it's, it's great. I've, I've been there, but I've never played uh, Chennai or or uh, the, the tournament in Delhi. You can uh, stay at some of our fine facilities. I'm we have sure. the Best Western and the La Quinta. Would you like to stay at one of our places? I'm sure.
2: Uh, hey, I want to get back Thank you to very th- much. the the Stephen coaching yes. Alley Risk. We know her as uh, uh, an American tennis player who just beat the world number one Ash Barty at Wimbledon. It's a pretty big deal. That's, that's a really big deal. And about a week later, she's getting married, and it was wonderful. Uh, how did that match end up when she got yelled at by Stephen Armitage, the coach? She ended up winning
1: the match. And marrying the coach, and marrying the coach, and the rest of the say is history, right? As they say. Well, I'm, I imagine so. She probably felt like that, like the guy just you know had that much you know charisma that he was going to yell at me and use the f word. Why not marry him? It it makes me think of okay, on court coaching and the politics involved,
2: and it's a train wreck sometimes. It's like. Uh, an uncomfortable conversation. Other times it's Darren Cahill imbuing a lot of wisdom or some great coach imbuing wisdom. There was a French coach and uh, he was coaching Daria Kazatkina yes. and he inspired her and she was about to lose and she was down a break in the third and uh, had blisters on her feet. She was hurting and almost crying. And he said, you know, do it. Like, like this is the time, you know." And, she, she she turned she it on she did it and she won the whole tournament she did and he even in the speech to her impassioned plea he's like kneeling in front of her his face is turning red that vein that's popping out his french accent is getting thicker and thicker it's awesome and uh and he's telling her you know uh you know we are no more if uh, if we don't do this like i don't want to look for another job you don't want to look for another co- he's he's laying it all, all out out there,
1: there. yes yeah she um, she responded.
2: She won the match. She's crying he, Hanging. like they're in each other's arms crying. And it was just so triumphant. And moments like that, all of a sudden I'm for on court coaching, even though there's definitely a part of me who's like, no, no, I mean, this is tennis, like all the other sports have coaches during competition. It's just amazing that we have no coaching and you're out there one on one, at least in pro tennis, yep. not in Davis, yes. Cup,
1: not in college. But in, uh, in in and that's protests. the segment we're going to talk about in episode six. I love on-court coaching. So we are going to visit. Let's tease that a little. Yeah. I like that. Thank yes. you. And so I wanted to go on with it, but I, yeah. I think let's save that we need for to. our next episode with our our great guest Mark also too and yeah, to talk he'll, about get, he'll weigh in. Yeah, yeah, he'll weigh in yeah, on that, like that that as well. So also want to talk about uh, the U.S. Open Fan uh-huh. Week and uh, expanded. Did you know that they're expanding the USTA U.S. Open Fan Week. And you were at Arthur Ashe Kids Day one, one day about, uh, what, uh, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 was, years well, ago? not quite. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have uh, Arthur Ashe fans. They either. didn't have yeah. the
2: kids' days back then. And I remember being it was probably 85, the 85 Open. I was there. It was very Spartan. It was uh, – there were still qualies going on on the outer courts. Yes. Arthur Ashe Kids Day, I don't think they called it that necessarily. But it was a kids' day, and it wasn't in the stadium, and it was on the outer courts, and I, I was enchanted because they had a fast serve gun, and that was just that was so fun. That was fun. the coolest thing, right? But my did, goodness, did you get up there and hit it? I did, I did, and I I missed a couple, and then the one that went in, I remember was one hundred and four, and I remember thinking, wow. okay, I broke a hundred, not bad, first time ever, and of course I grew and got better and whatever, but uh, but that was fun for me. But if if you look at how much fun I had as a sixteen year old doing that, you compare how nothing that was just a whole lot of nothing compared to the the extravagant the entertainment extravaganza. That's it, correct. It is now.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that was it. Arlen Cantarian. Kan- that guy's I can't marketing say his name. genius. Oh, yeah. I think that's how you say it. Arlen Cantarian, right? Yes. Well, is the guy that really is the, the, the mastermind behind what the U.S. Open is today. Usually, if Craig Bell can't pronounce a guy's name... He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be good. <laughs> right. He's got got to be. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Arlen Contarian. M- I remember yeah. the guy's name. And Definitely. He, probably 25 years ago, started really kind of going, hey, we need to show who's in the crowd. I know? think it was the 90s. That's right. That's
2: and right. and
1: he's, I think he was the one that uh, really started maybe putting the... the the tag on Arthur Ashe Kids Day having yep. music, yep. having that Sunday thing, uh, showing whoever's in the crowd. Let, let's focus on Kim Basinger and yeah. Alec Baldwin, and, or that's and, Will
2: Ferrell, or that right. guy. He's in this USA show, and we're broadcasting on USA or CBS, and we're going to cross promote. And he just he understood it. He, he
1: he got it, and it made the the event what it is today. Yeah. I mean, it really, you know, there, I was looking at a few things that. Uh, Uh, they've, they're allowing now, uh, people to come in for free for the, uh, uh, qualifying tournament, 128, 128 men and women compete to qualify for 16 positions Mm -hmm. in the main draw. Uh. Actually, the qualifying tournament, which offers the fifth largest purse for a ten of tennis event in the U.S., that's unbelievable. So if you can get to the qualies, you make some cash, right? It's
2: bigger than everything, but maybe Cincinnati, Indian Wells, Miami.
1: Right. Tremendous. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a big deal right there. Yeah. Uh, and, and in spite of that, the US, US, uh, USTA still makes uh, 250 to 300 million dollars every year. It's amazing what that, that thing uh, knocks out. Uh, they've got featured practices you can go uh, watch, everybody uh, uh, practice legends matches presented by Mercedes Benz. So uh, uh, get you a Mercedes Benz, you can get you a Mercedes. <laughs> you got one of them Mercedes Benzes? I have
2: had one or two. You've but had no, a Mercedes? I know,
1: yeah. <laughs> Ongoing activities, fan week, center stage, access to Arthur Ashe Stadium, U.S. Open fan, access pass, U.S. Open experience, uh, family activities, kids' day, powered by Net Generation, the 24th annual. Here it is, 24th uh-huh. annual kids' day. Uh, Net, Net Generation Kids Zone, uh, Holiday Inn, kids eat free. Well, I didn't realize Holiday Inn was going <laughs> to be there. <laughs> here, so they said that uh, kids eat free at Holiday Inn and resorts, and we'll be able to, to do the same during the Arthur Ashe. Kids' Day in the U.S. Open Fan Week as well. So you can take Josh Chabria to Get set,
0: uh,
1: eat, <laughs> eat at Holiday Inn. I, there's got to be an age limit, doesn't it? I think there, uh, yeah. When you bring a six foot three oh. kid,
2: you're not getting free food.
1: Oh, 12 <laughs> and under. Uh, so so DMAC, you can't go with us either. Yeah. So you're going to give it away right there. So no, the, in partnership with Honest Use, the Holiday Inn brand will provide free meal vouchers to kids 12 and under, limit uh-huh. two per family right there. So uh, festival elements. Uh, evening events, Heineken Happy Hour. Oh man! Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> that might be a little. Uh, hmm. Okay. That-
2: I, I I don't know if it was Heineken Happy Hour, but that Heineken um, sort of concession stand outside Arthur Ashe Stadium, mm-hmm. I once saw. Leander Pays. I don't, I can't confirm if he was hmm. having a heineken he, or not. Was he having a heineken? But he was partying with some friends and Stan Wawrinka, one, oh. one of my just favorites, walked, walked around. Huh? One of the just the rockiest backhand of all time, and he was having a beer. And I, I don't think he had a match the very next day, but. It, it yeah. must have been an off day the next day, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, so you might have had a few hineys? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and looked at a few heinies. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay, so they've they got a couple more things. But I uh, want to ask you also, too, yes. did you ever try out to be a ball boy? I did. Um, did you really? I I couldn't. I, and I don't know the as, answer to this. A, I just, yeah, just, I'm just random. Yeah, that's a funny way. question,
2: yeah. I remember wanting the Fila outfit and the 4 bucks an hour. I thought that would have been They gave you 4 bucks an hour? They paid uh, exactly minimum wage back then when I was a junior player. And they would—you know, there was no email back then, so there was a little bit of, oh, for this club, or do you know kids who can do this and all that? And I actually had a little bit of experience. I got to do ball-boying at uh, the Head Cup, uh, which was maybe a week, week and a half or two before the U.S. Open— and about this time of year, I remember doing it at the U- U.S. Junior Davis Cup, which was on a yes a club kind of upstate New York, uh, a little north of where I'm from. In,
1: in the we Well, not
2: quite that high uh, or that far up, but it was. Uh, I just
1: like to say Adirondacks. It's a
2: great yeah. You know, and if you're local up there, you might even call it the Dax.
1: Oh, the yeah, Dax. Like they, oh, they and hey, you guys got some Dax. inside scoop right there. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. The Dax. AJC's telling us yeah, <laughs> the the inside skinny. The
2: D- D-A-X is how they, they spell it. Um, so, yeah, Poughkeepsie Tennis Club in Poughkeepsie, New York, had the Junior Davis Cup, and I got to be a ball kid in that, and that was a blast. That
1: was pretty cool. Yeah. So, do, you did, did you make the U.S. Open? Uh, did you make the cut? You know, the reason I never even went for it, even though oh, I wanted go?
2: the four bucks an hour, and I wanted to be on those matches is... School started, and you'd have to miss some school. And my parents oh, were absolutely not no happy. They shut that down yeah, really like, fast. Huh? Oh, good! You're gonna like do this, and we got to drive you down there. And
1: you're gonna miss school,
2: and you're gonna do it for six days, and then it's Labor Day, and boom, you're in school again. So no, bah, that, that ain't so that happening. was the next. Which is, I think this was the, in the era where they had. Actual kids, but you know that Seinfeld episode where Kramer was a bald man. Oh, that I was getting ball ready man. to go there. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: So <laughs> that was a funny so if
2: episode. You, if you really look at the U.S. Open, it's not a lot of ball boys and ball girls. It's ball people. It's mostly people who are as tall as the pros, and <laughs> their legs are as hairy as the male players. They are. They are grown up
1: yeah it and i we hate to say ball boys its yeah. i mean it's it, i mean they're girls that, that do Absolutely. ball persons, but you know it's more the it's just a ball boy. I yeah. you know, just mean that in it's general. A, it's not anything yeah. it, we're not trying to disc- discount girls because there's girls that are ball persons as well. Yeah. But mostly ball ball boys is kind of what uh, old school. Knowing the USTA, though,
2: and their uh, their adherence to identity politics and gender studies, I think it won't be long before they're going to be called ball persons. Ball persons, yeah. yes. So. Yeah.
1: But, uh, persons of ball. Persons of balls. That's right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Let's go with the four set. Yeah. Let's go four set. This is tennis togs talk. Tog okay. talk. We're gonna do togs. 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 Do you remember Togs? I do. That's one of those
2: words that I didn't I didn't know what it me- meant and then I saw in the seventies, um there was a, a company called Loom Togs, and it was yes. not Fred Perry or Lacoste or Fila or LS or uh, Sergio Tacchini, but it was kind of a secondary brand, and, and they did pretty well in the States, like like tail.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a... Yeah. More in the club club facility, you know, more known than like a Nike or somebody like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, Tennis Togs. I like the word togs. It's a great
2: word, and I remember asking my mom, like, what's Loom Togs? And she was like, well... You know, loom – I even at six years old, I knew what a loom was because I had a T-shirt or underwear by Fruit of the Loom. So loom means, you know, yes. something you're yep. – uh, It's you know, kind of a spinning wheel. Textile. Yes. Well, yeah. Right. But togs – and she explained to me that uh, uh, togs is another word for apparel or yes. threads or – Duds or whatever.
1: Right. I I just think togs. It's a great word, man. Togs, 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 (laughs) togs. It's a funny word, you know? It's a good one, yeah. Yeah. So do you think that, speaking of togs, we're watching, you know, tennis here. We're watching uh, Coco Vandeway hit balls into the stands after she won her match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do pros really sell merchandise? Do they move merchandise? Do they sell merchandise? Is it, do you think the, uh, uh, the, let's see, who's she wearing? Is she wearing Nike? I think it's ASICS. Yeah. Okay, so is, is that a good value for, you know, the ASICS company? Would you think? What a great question. Um, it could be a loaded question, too. I know. Because I we're trying to get sponsors, too. If anybody that, wants a sponsor. A, Speaking <laughs> of sponsors, anybody wants a sponsor? <laughs> we've yeah, got, yeah we've, they do. They sell a lot, don't they? And podcasts sell a lot.
2: We've got a couple, but uh, we've got a couple really great sponsors, and we'll mention we them do. later. In, and, and some of them are actually in the apparel business, too. But uh, do they move the needle on sales? That's a great question. I, I know, I know a, a national man, division manager for say an apparel company like Nike or something. I, I know they know how many um,
1: outfits, outfits, Serena's going to sell.
2: Additional, yeah, like a Roger or a Serena. Roger has switched apparel companies, but you look at Lacoste. There are definitely people who buy Lacoste because of Joker. There are definitely people who buy Benny Nike Pair, because, or Benny maybe, Pair. Maybe not Benny Pair. <laughs> maybe not. Um, uh, let's see. Asics, Gail Fisch. You know, I don't know. Uh, we've done some research on it, and yes, I, I like. We've broken it down. I, I, we've got uh, the numbers. I'm probably a little more uh, sure of myself when I think of rackets and how many how many people are committed to. Okay, that guy's using Head. I'm going to use Head, but. It's probably only a handful of huge names out there. So. And, and a lot of people are just going to use what their
1: teaching pro might. Suggest. Recommend yeah. yeah. Now we know in our world, Lululemon, which didn't make the list of anybody, is on the pro tours on yeah. the pro tours yeah. that, that they are the 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 biggest in the Dallas area probably around in the country club world. Lululemon is is a huge brand, impressive market share. Oh my sure. goodness, yeah. yeah. Of the country club ladies and and tennis ladies around yeah. the Dallas area, I'd say Lululemon probably the number one brand compared to any of the ones we're going to mention. You know, and Craig, we're talking tennis, but even people who like tennis
2: ish clothes and athleisure and yoga fitness pilates apparel uh people who have haven't played tennis in years they love lululemon too
1: yeah i, yeah. I don't get it but oh well i have i don't own any. do you own any lululemon i don't what about uh, dmac and uh dave the brain do you guys own lululemon
0: no isn't that a uh mlm
1: multi-level marketing Market marketing no Scheme. I mean, not no, scheme. It's a. Uh, it's actually a legit clothing it's, brand. It's, yeah, They're in the Galleria, and they've yeah, got some they, some stores around. A lot of brick it, yeah. and mortar. They do pretty yep.
0: well. Yeah. I didn't mean, didn't mean. I didn't mean to besmirch the good name. Of the,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the good name of MLMs everywhere. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yes. But uh, yeah. So there you go. Okay. So on the men's side, yeah. all right? Uh, Nike leads the way. This, these are uh, the top thirty players in the world at this time. Uh, seven. Seven uh, men wear Nike, the Nike brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say Adidas comes in at second place with five of the top thirty, and there's a tie between Uniqlo and Asics for with three guys. That, that Uniqlo, uh, I'm guessing Roger Kanaishikori and and on 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 on. A oh, second, I knew you were gonna ask. that. Yeah. give me like two seconds and I'll find him right there. Uh, oh, he was he was around. Uh, Let's see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on. It's it, right it, here. Let's see here. Could it be just two? No, there's three. No, there's, there's a third, huh? There's a third. Yeah, I was really surprised. Oh, it's a, the other Japanese. Is it Nishioka? Could be. Let's see here. Let me come on. Come on, Craig. My, my crackpot research is really... Oh, yes. So there's there's Raj. There's Kay. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I, I had it right there, but it's just... uh yeah. Boy, that's terrible! I believe. I believe, I believe as it is. John Barkley would say that's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Come on, I can't believe. Unless that's on the other side, and I was counting yeah. uh, over here on this side. I don't think I was. Well, you, you were side. saying
2: Asics has a few too. Yes, Asics oh. has a few as well. Yeah, yeah. I can think of uh, Gaël Monfils and that impressive kid, Alex Dimenor, the civilian uh, uh, yes, kid. That's that's correct. He had an unbelievable first serve percentage. Uh, it was in the uh, it's like ninety something percent of his first points were won. His first serve percentage may have been pretty average or, or a little higher than 55. But he won something like 70% of his second serve points in a clean match. And I was talking to Sujay Lama, uh, Division One uh, college coach today. I hit with his son. It was a blast. And uh, um, we were reflecting on it's only happened a handful of times, something like three times, that a guy has won a title and hasn't— uh, it happened before where he hasn 't dropped a set it 's happened before where he hasn 't been broken this guy didn 't even face a break point in the whole b and t atlanta tournament impressive yeah. kid
1: that 's very impressive
2: yeah. yeah sorry back to apparel
1: yeah. no no but but uh uh, I think I was looking at unsigned. Oh yeah, That's, and, and my eyes were shifting really fast, so okay. so it was uh, actually two two people. But gotcha. Uh, just speaking of, of Daria, uh, what is her Kazatkina There she is, right there. Yeah. She's on TV at San I, Jose. Look she, at that.
2: She's not having a good year, but what a. <laughs> You think we'll get the
1: impassioned uh, speech from the? I I love
2: that French coach. I want him out there. We were just talking about him, and here, here Here, we are.
1: We're watching the match right there.
2: And this girl's got a smooth game. She's a great ball striker, and she's got a sweet one-handed slice and a lot of touch. And probably one of my. Favorite two or three women's players at, at the moment. Yeah. So
1: footwear. Let's move on what to footwear. Wear. Let's go to footwear. Footwear. Nike leads away with ten guys. Uh-huh. Uh, Asics and Adidas at five each right there. And then some other ones You know, kind of chime in after that. But, you
2: mentioned Benny Pear. I believe he's wearing the Babala shoe, which is a good combo. I, myself, Babala shoe, Lacoste uh, apparel, just like Benny Pear. But you know what I don't do that Benny does? I don't have the beard anymore, and you don't. I don't starch my collars you don't. unbelievably well. Oh, and, and, and flip them up? I don't know how he does it. He's
1: got uh, a huge following in the fraternity crowd. Oh, right? he I does. Think. I would yeah. imagine that uh, – and Lacoste shoes are probably just – they're not uh, court shoes, are they? I think they're good with jeans, yeah. Right. <laughs> Out for a movie or maybe uh, some dinner or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But not tennis. I don't think they're performance shoes. Yeah. Racket-wise, uh, the big W, the red W, leads the way with uh, 12 of the, of the top 30. uh, uh 5, and, oh, excuse me, uh, head 6, and Babylon 5. Uh-huh. So, so, the, so they stay consistent. On the women's side, ooh, man, the, almost half the women are playing with Nike right now so, uh, apparel, apparel- oh, i'm sorry sorry
2: we're in footwear now yeah, yeah. We're,
1: uh, yeah no this is apparel oh you're back to apparel yep. apparel yep. women apparel uh 14 of 30 use nike and then you've got adidas with four fila lotto mm-hmm. three each uh footwear same thing the the big end half the people wear nike footwear on the women's side mm-hmm. and then adidas four, fila three asics two, and then the uh the on the racket side uh, for the ladies, same thing. Uh, Eleven ladies. This now, Babylon comes up a little bit with seven mm-hmm. ladies. Yonix makes a, an entry into the to the top, uh, tied for the the second and third spot right there. Yonix comes in with with seven players, and then head drops down to, you know, three players. So they they lose a couple on, right. from from the men and the women. But that's um, brand awareness right there. So that uh, um, you know, I, I know Nike's doing well,
2: and and our research department um, just. Came up with some good numbers, but purely subjectively, uh, I loved Roger. And is this South Sour Grapes or what? Uh, I, I don't know. But when he left Nike, and he still wears their shoes. That's correct. He made a comment. I thought this was uncharacteristic of somebody so diplomatic. He said, yeah, yeah a lot of the Nike designs, they look like they, uh, the, the clothes have been driven over by a truck. <laughs> and and yeah, there was there was literally one that looked like tire tracks, but there's a lot of striping and there's a lot of the uh you know, strange stuff like bees, uh horseflies, um, uh skeletons having a picnic. Have you seen some uh, yeah, of this that, apparel? Oh,
1: that that's is Chuck Barkley terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> not, you wouldn't catch me in that. Yet. I'm not a fan.
2: I'm more of a clean lines solid. Black and white, blue and white, red and white kind of guy. Throw but, a little gray uh, in
1: there maybe or something purple, like that. Purple, gray, it's yeah, fine. But, fine uh, but, not, yeah.
2: but not a lot of crazy stuff. However, you know, we talk about, yeah, uh, tennis needs this or tennis needs that. Um, there's a the part of me that doesn't like a lot of the new fashion, but part of me is like, you know, if, if that's what people like, like hydrogen with the skulls. Can't go there. I, I, I'm not wearing it, but my goodness, good for you for trying because for everybody who hates those, uh, you and me, old old guys. There are also people who are like, God, oh, try hip. something. Yeah, that's dope. Like, enough with the color blocking and the stripes and the truck driving over your. It's rad. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. It's, it's sick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> sick.
1: <laughs> filthy, filthy, <It's> filthy man. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of old guys trying to act hip, aren't we? God, that's terrible. It's just uh, terrible. Uh, Chuck Barkley, uh, you, you got that right, homie. I
2: mean, and when I spelled homie just now,
1: H E. H-O-M-E-Y instead of I-E. I went e. with the
2: I-E because oh, I'm trying I-E? to be cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: trying to be impressive for, I did. for the I brain did. and yeah. Mac. Okay. <laughs> so did you catch Serena named S-I's most fashionable? Did you see that? Hmm. i mean, I... Boy, was that! Uh, I know a lot of very fashionable people who, who. I'd say her sister's more fashionable than she is personally. I, I think Venus is, has the, a better fashion look than uh, Serena personally. Yeah. I'm not much for the cat suit or any of that kind of stuff. She always wears something around the Grand Slams, which is kind of you just kind of go, really? It's like <laughs> I'm sorry, Serena, you're a great player, but you, come on, it's like the king in his clothes, you know, where where the emperor's new clothes. Emperor's kind of new thing. clothes. Yeah. You're right. Remember that story as a kid? Yeah. And, yeah. Everybody made fun of the. The, the emperor and here we are we're talking about her and you know. know her agent is happy oh you yeah. know <laughs> good news yeah. bad news doesn't matter right yeah yeah we're, we're sitting here some podcasts some guys are just you know, yeah talking about his his uh, his, his person so. and you know si is happy about stirring some pots there oh they don't yeah. care that's like espn you know they, they love they, it they love that stuff right yeah. also let me before we move on to our oh, fifth yeah. set i want i want to ask where did the warm-up go where did the warm-up go Especially like the velour warm up. Yeah, um, they went the way of. of uh, I know, know you and I like had the a Rubik's few. cube and and uh, you know, <laughs> God, you know Pokemon. Mm. You know it, it's
2: out the door. It, Craig, I think you absolutely nailed it when you say Rubik's cube because the Rubik's cube was popular. Then it wasn't. Then it was or, really hot. What about the pet rock? Then gone. <laughs> <laughs> pet rock is really just talked about. Oh, okay. Did you have a pet I rock? I don't think it had. No, I, I remember. Uh, looking down my nose at people who had a pet, <laughs> pet
1: rock. <laughs> I can't believe somebody bought a, a, I, I, a box I, with a rock in it and called it a pet rock. Seriously, I
2: mean, it was about 1975, about five years before McEnroe made the saying famous. But when I saw a pet rock, I, I, I believe I'm, I actually said, You cannot be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <laughs> si-. You know, like, I, I just, there's no way. Well, we didn't have, you know, those people had rocks in their head, yeah, you know, basically. And, and they named their pet rocks. It was, yeah. That's that's I was yeah. seeing through that at age six. I'm sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry, yeah. people. So so what happened to the warm up? You know like the bikinis, you know. the Filas, the, the Alessas? People were buying three hundred dollar warm ups yeah. in nineteen eighty five in Oklahoma City. I could not believe it for Christmas. That was the big gift of uh, uh, the greens country club man yeah. people were they they were we were stacking them deep we weren't selling them cheap but fila Alessi, that mercerized cotton and oh, the oh yeah, my yeah. goodness boy fine put fine your hand stuff. in here oh man this was yeah, rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> 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 Mr. Cabriano, oh, Mr. Jabril. that, that was, was some good stuff. You know, marvelous. Hey,
2: gang, that was a reference to Ricardo Montalban, Montalban. with the Chrysler Cordoba. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rare with one. rich Corinthian
1: leather. He probably you know, wore a warm-up,
2: you know? I, was, I see him in a velour, yes. at, I mean, at times. Like, not on Fantasy Island, but at home. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Mr. Rourke? Yeah, Mr.
2: Rourke.
3: The play um, the
2: <laughs> You know, you mentioned velour warm-ups. Yes. I, um,
1: did you have uh, a velour? Did you Did, sure you, did, did. you? rock
2: the velour warm up? I, I actually sent a photo of uh, my mom was able to recover one of these. Uh, velour warm-up, me, I think I was about nine, and I got to the finals of my first tournament. It was a 12 and under. There's me with the Velour jacket on and the two oh, two man. awesome rackets and you were filthy back great. then, weren't right? you? Yeah. <laughs> sick dude. You're sick. So, well, it went away and then it came yeah. back with I, I think maybe early 80s with the um Easy Money that movie yes. with Roddy Dangerfield. Yes, yes. Then it really went away and you know who I think brought it back briefly? Uh Fila had their Satante uh, collection, and they did a lot of retro stuff like the Borg and the Velos warm-ups and the Valor line. I the love... Sopranos. Tony yes, Soprano. To... James he rocked... Gandolfini. Yes. rocked some of
1: that. My, my dad, Bill Bell, mm. lo- he kept asking me until he died, Hey, Craig, where's those velour warm-ups? I mean, he <laughs> asked me every year. I go, Dad, I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. You know, There's days before the Internet. I mean, I think yeah. you can find them now if you really were searching for them. Yeah. You know, the velour. He loved this one velour warm-up. He wore that thing until it became just like <laughs> threads. You know, it was Bill Bell loved the velour warm It was. It was a cream-colored Top and, and and a navy pair of pants. Oh, oh great. my gosh! That's my greatest. dad loved that warm up. And who's wearing
2: it now is maybe we mentioned the uh, the uh, Cosa Nostra crowd, but hipsters seem to love those. You know, you know, like uh, the rappers that
1: kind of that kind of.
2: Uh, I I think urban uh urban dudes with beards I occasionally will see one on them wearing Chuck Taylors and yeah. and, and rocking the That's velour yeah, with ske- the big with skinny the big jeans and an LSA uh <laughs> you know or a Fila velour jacket. Oh you know? man, that was some classic you know, stuff. You, you, yeah. when, when you said where are the warm-ups? Yes, um, yeah, where they go? Not just the velour, velour but yeah, just but, in general yeah. the matching top and bottom That's correct. is kind of gone because a lot of guy, a lot of uh torque players will do just the sweatshirt or um you know a lot of the guys will even not do a warm-up or a sweatpant even i know i don't have any warm-ups anymore but i have
1: separates yes right a lot it's of
2: separates and they kind don't of a v-neck kind of top yeah. and
1: then then a matching that's it you know kind of do i mean yeah the last warm-up when's the last warm-up you have do you have a warm-up in your closet
2: no i don't even have those anymore i have uh some nice pants from lacoste or whoever and and Sweatshirts. It's like they're, they're different materials, and, and the, the bottoms but, might but be. But not the
1: coordinated warm-up. Not the, the exact matchy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No Lacoste warm-up. No.
2: I, I just have, you know, the zip. What do you call it, Half zips. Yes, the half zip. Quarter zip. I, I may have one windbreaky kind of thing that's a Lacoste, but everything else is yes. sweatshirts, sweatpants, and obviously we live in. You know, our audience is all over the world, but we're in Texas, and it's only cold here about two
1: months. Yeah, you know? maybe. Like
2: it's like even in those two months, half the time it's shorts and a sweatshirt, and not just pants. the fear.
1: Just the fear of snow closes everything down. Shuts it down over <laughs> here, yeah. man, man. Some people it's, even still wear shorts in the winter.
2: I know, I, didn't. I, guilty as charged, I yeah. do. Guilty yeah. is charged. I do it. Yeah, and I know it's it's more of a good athlete thing to do is to have some compression. So. One other thing that is supplanting the warm-up is a lot of the men are doing shorts with tights under it. Yes, I've seen that look. Yeah. Kind of like that's Guilty a basketball there. look. I you do that? Do you rock do that? that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's... Hey, uh, Mac, do you?
1: Which look?
0: The, the
2: the tights under the shorts. The tights under the shorts. For compression and
0: warmth. The tights under the shorts. You're know, like
2: the basketball NBA guys. Never tried it, but... Never tried uh, it? I've yeah. done the trying It's thing. It's... Popular in, you know, football, lacrosse also.
1: Right. Yeah, Yeah. not just basketball. And now tennis, for sure. Yeah, Uh, my son Chris, CB2 does that occasionally. I'll see him in that. That particular look, yeah. You know, so, but uh, well, good stuff from uh, Tog Talk. Tog let's, Talk. Let's move fun. on to the fifth set.
2: Get off my lawn. Oh, this is this is one of our favorites. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, the fifth set is always fun. Yeah. You to get off my lawn, you know, we need to have a sponsor of get off my lawn. You know, <laughs> now who's who, Scots? 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 The, uh, the the turf the builders. Turf builders, right? Yes. Yeah. The Scots, or not? Not Andy? Not not Andy? Not, not Andy? <laughs> not Andy, not Andy Murray? Yeah. Not, not Andy. Okay. He's not gonna come visit. Is it me in, in uh, India.
3: <laughs>
1: You're not going to come stay at my, he's got my a hotel, all,
2: He's got a following all over the world, certainly the English speaking world.
1: So You're you know he the Best got... Western. We have our best room at the best the, the Best Western. I thought you were going to say Best Eastern. Oh, the Best Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, get off my lawn. Yeah. Sponsored by whoever. Yeah. Okay. Talking about let's talk about tennis movies. Where are the Ten, great tennis movies out there because we, we know we know about all the great golf movies I, we, we were talking about this Caddyshack oh. is, is the highlight. You know, quotable as can be. Tin
2: Cup. I enjoyed Tin Cup. Bagger Vance was a legend. I mean, yeah. These are all movies with pretty big stars. Oh yeah, too.
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. then also uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Yep. You know, I mean, these are these golf, are
2: golf has done well in Hollywood. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, compared to us, we well, don't we t- don't have
2: nothing. This has done okay, but it's it's a few independent ones like that Borg McEnroe one.
1: Yes, that that was number one. I, I got on yep. online, did a little research. You start, are good, man. Started looking at some movies. Borg and McEnroe, That was. Yep. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, <coughs> sorry, I had to had to cough there for a second. Twenty seventeen. You know, uh, uh,
2: Dave Brain, so, you will you will beep that cough out, or we'll use the fart noise. Right. I'm going to use the fart. noise. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, there we go. Do me another one right there. Sorry about that. Should get that checked out <laughs> right there. I know. I gotta stop smoking cigarettes before we start here. Stop you eating know. beans, bro. Beans? Yeah, beans. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, got to have to start doing that too. But anyway, yeah. Morgan Macro, not a bad movie. You know, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he kind of acted like a little McEnroe. Just his tennis scenes were not. Uh, that
2: guy could not be more interesting too. So I, I, you know, I I'm happy with that. <laughs> that guy, that cat is engaging. That's a funny guy.
1: Yes. Do you yeah. think he he did row justice? I thought the other guy did. Those, the Gun good, Gundasen. Good, good, good. I thought he did a good Borg. I thought he did a really good Borg. He had the accent. He had yes. the look. Uh, Shia, I don't think had,
2: had the had everything, but he certainly had the hair and the clothes. It looked kind of looked, looked like,
1: like him. Yeah, yeah, Wimbledon number two. Uh, that's a 2004 romantic comedy. That was the Paul Bettany and um, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst, right? Yeah, that's a that's a instant uh, It Wasn't my style movie. No, yeah, no. I mean those
2: are some fairly big names, but right?
1: But yeah, battle of the sexes. That's okay. You know, Emma Stone, Steve Carell did a nice job. I thought of. Uh, I thought Carell did a good job of impersonating Bobby Riggs. I thought he mm. looked pretty good. And and Emma Stone did a good job with with Billie Jean. No, I wasn't really a fan of. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. funny. I like funny movies. Yeah. I want to see tennis have a funny movie. That was more. Right. More of a, uh, a uh, it says comedy drama. But I don't know if it's. I don't. I didn't think, see anything comedic in there. That
2: uh, did you? Um, I, I didn't. And I remember Horatio Sands, who's a comedic actor. He was on the cast of Saturday Night Live, yeah, NBC, yeah. for a few years. Yeah, I remember him. And uh, it, the, the the bit was that he was going to be in a feature film that was about tennis, and it was called Big Fat Tennis Guy. Mm-hmm. And and even the. The photos were were funny, you know. It's it like right. it, it looked it, it, like it had some merit. It was merit. catchy, and I had thought something. for sure this is going to get made. Um, and we'll have to ask our agent and producer friend next week, like what happened to that one? Why did it not get it, green-lighted? Why didn't see the? Why didn't see the day? It
1: Didn't see the light of day? It it, it was an instant uh, blockbuster no, classic. Yeah. It went to blockbuster, and then blockbusters. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it even did that. It didn't make Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and this was
2: just before Netflix and, and Amazon Prime and all that. So so th- it may be something to resurrect. Who knows?
1: Also, a uh, bunch of nothing here. Seven Days in Hell. I don't remember that. That was, that was difficult to watch. That was painful. It was an Andy
2: Samberg vehicle. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think Lonely Island guys like Yorma and Andy both did that. And it was, you know, it had some moments. It was sort of like South Park where... You, I could appreciate what they were making fun of, and then they, they were trying
1: to be funny, but they yeah. just
2: didn't quite. Uh... Well, yeah, and South Park actually, for me, is funny until they go <laughs> too nuts, and this one was, I wasn't laughing
1: as much. It, it was it more, already It already been too nuts, and then it started yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got uh, the journeyman. Uh, about, uh, Journey was more of a documentary, documentary. so I wouldn't really yeah.
2: call it a feature film. It was entertaining for me; I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I like that. Well, album. Here's a
1: docudrama about uh, when Billy beat Bobby Holly Hunter, Stalker Channing Rain Wilson that, from that the that Office.
2: Was, hey, that was a lot more of a serious film, and it wasn't anywhere near the level of success of the Corel and yes. Stone Billy Gene, you were Bobby. About. You're right. Yeah,
1: yeah and then we've got. It was more
2: of a serious look at yeah, that, right. and it was a lot less Hollywood, and it was a lot. L- all right, I'm going to get in a little trouble, but, you know, I'm no longer a club pro, so I'm going to get in trouble here. It was a lot less preachy than the more recent yes. Steve Carell, Emma yes. Stone vehicle.
1: I felt like yeah, they were trying to send a message you yeah. know, to people. And, and I'll, speaking I'll of which, if you don't like what I said, DM us. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm here, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah, we uh, won't We no, we won't give his phone number or his address out. so you <laughs> can't go by and throw eggs at his well, house. Or, I was going to uh, add earlier, we have a Twitter. <laughs>
3: right. That's right. Yeah, we have a Twitter, it's uh, at the Net Podcast. Oh, there right. you go, so if you don't yeah. like it, yeah. yeah, tweet us. Get off my lawn! <laughs> that's it. <laughs> tweet us. Well, oh, get off my lawn. Leave it to
2: Craig for reminding us what segment we're in. Right. Well done. Good broadcaster. That's right. Yeah. Uh,
1: also, we had Matchpoint Scarlett Johansson. Now, that's that's a pretty good one. That was a Woody yeah. Allen joint. Right. 2005, yeah. uh, we had uh, always like anybody with the name Mortimer. Emily Mortimer. Mortimer's a great name. That Mortimer, is. Mortimer. Yeah. You know where Mortimer came from, don't you? Remember trading? That was one of the voices? Duke brothers. That's right. Yeah, one Randall of the Duke brothers. Of Mortimer and, Duke. Yeah, right. <laughs> They had that $1 bet. That's a funny movie. That, that's that, right. That, that's one of the
2: best. You yeah. know, it didn't have tennis in it, but it had squash, which is it, it, really that's close. the next that's best thing. That's a cousin. It's, yeah, it's
1: one of our, our And they were wearing preppy stuff. They had they, they had did. the cardigans and they yeah. were they were looking down at uh uh oh what's his name? Uh, you know, uh, that they were trading places with Eddie Murphy and, and Dan Ackroyd's yeah. character. Yeah. Very funny stuff. Mortimer. That was good stuff. Mortimer and Randolph Duke. Mortimer, we're back. <laughs> uh, I'll
2: that? never forget Eddie Murphy as Billy Ray. That was one of oh, the finest characters ever. Looking
1: good, Billy
3: Ray. Feeling good, Lewis.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Then Love the, the Coming to America. remember that? You know, yeah. they threw the, the bag of money to the Dukes. that were homeless out on the water. At the, the end, there was a li-
2: I, they call it an Easter egg. That was a, just that little we're reference. We're yeah. back. Randolph, we're back.
1: That was amazing at the end, yeah. Yeah, funny. Stuff. All right. Uh, balls out. Uh, that went. Randy Quaid. You remember that one? I don't know that one. Yeah. That's uh, it. Said, uh, it was made here in Texas. I'm it, enough of a of
2: a tennis dork to to have tried to seek it out, but it, I just didn't. It's then sad. we got a
1: bunch of nothing. Hey, what year was that Randy Quaid one? Uh, it didn't say on here, so oh, really, we'll look yeah. it up, Yeah, and then uh, I'll get back with you. Oh, when we do the movie segment next week, we'll talk to Excellent. Mark. And I'll have yeah. that figured out. Our research department yes. will. Uh, yes, yeah. so our crack R&D department, that's yes. Uh, Legends of Wimbledon, Bjorn Borg, Prince of Tennis. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Tennis is um, uh, anime, Japanese. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Mr. Roboto. It's <laughs> tre- trendy and cool. I like Breakpoint. Did you, re- did you remember Breakpoint? Great Point 2014 American comedy film directed by Jay Karras. With nobody else to turn to, well, nobody was watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brash Manchild, uh, Jimmy Price, Jeremy Sisto partners up with a Strange Brother David Walton. Uh huh. Yeah, that went right to Netflix, too, I think. Uh, then a bunch, of, Unmatched, is was that a documentary? Yeah, that's okay. Break. The Break. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen was in the movie. That's a big name. Yeah. yeah. And Ray Dong Chong. That's another. 1995 film. And stars Vinny Van Patten.
2: Vince Van Patten was an actual tennis player who won a... I believe it was the Seiko or a big tournament he uh, ATP yes. tournament in Tokyo. Very
1: good. Yeah. Now he's on. He's a poker guy now.
2: I also uh, I always loved his choice in bandanas. Like he wore traditional yeah. white tennis clothes. Yeah. But he rocked a, a good cool, bandana. Yeah. Oh, he's like, sweet. Like, yeah. And the good kind of bandanas, yes. not the yeah. not the the corporate ones with the mm-hmm. logos. It was the bandana, the bandana, Fifteen bucks for a dozen at Western Warehouse. Kind of, yeah. Rocks. Like an actual bandana. The
1: country theme. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The ones you'd see on a picnic. Table on the 4th of July. Or
2: or a drummer in a punk rock band.
1: That's correct. I I, I had those too. I I have have a couple of pictures that I think you have that show me in the band. I saw it.
2: I'll. Post that on Instagram one of these days. I'm sure.
1: Uh, players from Ali McGraw, Dean Paul Martin. Back in the day, another uh, another famous actors' kid, Dean Paul Martin, a very D- good yeah. Player. Dean Paul Martin, I like because he's not a Spanish
2: trino- trinomial. He's an American trinomial. trinomial. Yeah. And he has Dean Paul, not yeah. not
1: the two last names, but the two first names. Two first names. Yes. Is that, is that in different? my book?
2: As a as higher, a higher math
1: fan, I, I would still call it a trinomial. So do you give him higher weight with the two first names, like Dean Paul. I might it might be lower, but you know. No, who am I to say? As opposed to Rancho Sanchez yeah. Vicario, yeah, which yeah. two last names, right? That's it. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, or or Rafael Nadal Perez. Like that. That's yeah. right. I like that. How did you say that again? Parera, Parera. Uh, I thought you had that little. I I rolled it a little you did the bit. Why not? You did the charo. <laughs> Gucci Gucci. <laughs> These guys don't even know what we're talking Reference
2: about. Reference lost on younger viewers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going straight to Netflix too, aren't we? <laughs> we aspire. Oh, there we go. You never know where we're going on this thing. Let's see anything else that's out there. That uh, the Christian licorice story. Do you remember that one? 1970. No. I don't remember that. Jocks, Mariel Mariska Hargitay, do you know? Oh, she's in, uh, she's a popular actor now, yeah. Yes. She's in the Law and Order series or franchise. Yes, something like that. And then Vanessa Redgrave saw Second Serve. Ooh, Second Serve is an American biopic of eye surgeon, professional tennis player, and male-to-female transgender woman Renee Richards.
2: You know, you you pronounce it biopic, and I do too, and I hear some people say biopic. Biopic. Like biographical picture, biopic, and some people say biopic. And I, I feel like it rhymes with myopic. Yes, like kinda. he has myopia or something. Right. But I, I do get why some people say biopic. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, have to, it's we'll a pick. Have to, we're asking Mark next week. Right. What it is. Yeah. It,
1: potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tomato, it's, tomato. Yeah. That's right. it. So, well, I think I that think, we, we've also got an idea about. I want to save this idea for Mark. Yeah. Because yeah, we've got an idea about about a tennis movie that we want to pitch to Mark to see if we, if it's going to go, you know, like Caddyshack. We got we got something that I think we want to tempt the audience for, for next week so that way the listeners will listen to uh, season six because A.J. and I have an idea. We're about... not going to
2: tell the name and all that, right? No, like, no, 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 pretty, no, yeah. no, 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 no. We're, we're going to make the dun da da Yeah, dun. yeah it's like the trendy, um, you know, gender reveals when no. people have a baby or I'm not going to tell you the... 85 names that we're considering until we have this kid. Right. Yeah, we'll reveal it. Right.
1: We want to do that. the big reveal next week. That's it. That's it. But I do want to talk about one thing real quick before we we go. Fortnite gives away $3 million to the first ever solo world champion, a 16-year-old named Booger. You know, booger, booger, booger. At Arthur Ashe Stadium, they packed the stadium. Did you know that? That's Arthur what, what, Ashe. 18, They weren't thousand people. Right? They were not playing tennis. They were playing Fortnite. Yep. With, and a kid named Booger, that's sixteen years old, made three million dollars. Th- that's okay. got to be his nickname, right? Yeah, that's probably yeah. his nickname. Kyle Booger, B-U-G-H. I want to get a yeah. name like that. A sweet name yeah. like Booger. That's a sweet name. It is. Gearsdorf, gears, yeah, G I E R S D O R F. Yeah, it's Gearsdorf. a dwarf. Yep. Uh, maybe like Bob uh, Gelsdorf, maybe mm-hmm. it's Gearsdorf, you know, something yeah. like that. But Booger, who who doesn't like? It's like Booger McFarland. Yeah, you know? I mean that just that's right Or or, or Booger, the character from the Revenge of the Nerds franchise. Yes, that's yeah. right. That just this, that just tells you there's one thing where they where they put their finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's in one. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Ed McMahon is here and he's like he's, he, he can't contain himself. You are correct, sir.
1: <laughs> Phil Hartman, remember when he did uh, the best. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, if God if rest. your nickname's Booger, yeah. I mean, there's only one thing. Yeah. It's like Farty. Yeah. If you if
3: you do <laughs> Or or are you mispronouncing it and it's Boogie? I don't know. It's B-U-G-H How
2: would you say? Mean, <laughs>
3: it could be a little it A could little be boogie? Buga, but boogie. I think it's Booger.
1: It's gotta be Booger. $3 million. He's not laughing. He's not flicking a few boogers right there, is he? That's a
2: skilled kid, and he did well on that one. I, I do have another get off my lawn. Speaking of big oh, bucks. okay. One more. Okay. Um, when pro athletes that you really liked, and they're bankrupt, and they uh, have no, they drug do problems, that, would they? and ex-wives, and all kind, of uh, crazy debt, and tax evasion, and... Governments of Germany and England are after them, and Sweden and all that. And I'm referring in the in tennis way to Bjorn Borg, who resorted to selling some trophies and had to be talked down off a ledge by people like McEnroe, of all people, yes. the voice of reason and sanity, uh, John that, Patrick that's, McEnroe That's an oxymoron, right? Yes, right. And the, my latest get off my lawn is, gosh, I used to uh, really, really enjoy the tennis of Boris Becker. That's correct. And uh, and then it's it's a little disappointing, you know, when he is selling his trophies or auctioning them off to raise some money to raise some money because he's in trouble in a couple of countries and these are not uh, banana republic kind of countries these uh, are no. this is the UK England, and yes. uh, the G- Germany you know yes.
1: where he was and they're, born and raised. they're they're very serious about you know their uh, taxes and yeah. uh, their ke- Uncle Sam. I is think I w- after him.
2: I think when you say th- like their version of Uncle Sam, I'm going to do my best uh, English accent here. Um, my b- better have my money, <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> like, like right
1: now, too. Right? <laughs> was that was that like a London, East Rich, London uh, that, accent? Or uh, yeah, that, I think that yeah. that was the uh, the Queen's English. You know, Mabel, <laughs> that's what, you, you know, that's you know, what I was going for. Yeah, right. I so, think that's what they say around the, the Royal Palace. So um, yeah, so
2: Boris is. Uh, I'm sure he's doing better, and hopefully he's he's you know Working on the right track. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Guys, I I hate to cut, get off my lawn short, but I've got to go. Yes. because I've got to hit the iPad. I got to bid on these Wimbledon, Wimbledon trophies. Oh,
1: you do. I got a trophy. Oh like it's, my goodness, It's, exactly, oh, it's, it's yeah. that time. Oh, it yeah. is about that time, isn't Sorry. it? Sorry, so you...
2: I'm signing off. Yes. I w- I want you guys to have a wonderful night. I'm going to go. Hopefully, get a great deal on some. Hardware. uh, I'm
1: sure you could probably catch uh, catch one. You know, probably if you bid right now, you'll probably get the 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 low bid, you know, for maybe a, a Wimbledon trophy or something like that. It's the single handed championship trophy that you won wait. in 1989. It's
2: got it's it's the replica, but I want it. I, I'm I'm going to win it. I'm going to bid I, on it. Yeah, you could you could have it. You could have Boom Boom's uh, trophy. Right on. All right. Well, gang, I'm signing off. I'm going to go hit the iPad. I'll see you all next time at in the, the funny next papers. episode. Yeah, yes. and we'll be season six. That's right. We'll next have next week. We'll have a wonderful guest and we'll have a great time. Thank you all and have a pleasant, good, wonderful good luck, tomorrow. Good luck on your Bidding. oh thank you buddy <laughs>
1: yeah, <and> good luck <laughs> well we're going to sign off right there also too we might as well sign off because we've got uh, uh some some good stuff we've gone about an hour and a half so we, we were trying to keep it under an hour so thanks for listening to season one episode five of at the net podcast be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps and hopefully they'll like us and that's the tennis news as it seems to us good evening from big d dallas texas until next time